The following is a paid program, and the views expressed are those of the hosts and guests and do not reflect the opinions of WPTF or Curtis Media Group. Information provided is of a general nature. Listeners seeking specific advice should contact a licensed professional in the appropriate area. From home repair to remodeling, this is making your home great. FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF, Saturday at 1, every weekend, Saturday at 1 o'clock, we've got Making Your Home Great. Uh, Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant Barrier is my co-host. How you doing, sir? Hello, sir. How are you doing today? Yeah, good. Hey, you're looking good. You got the hair done today. I, I did. I'm not wearing a hat today. He's not, usually, <laughs> usually he's ball cap fella, but he's not. Not today. He's... He, He's going to wear the headphones, though. He's going to get that divot yep. in the center of his head. The good old divot. All right. So our guest is Tanya Wickerhunt of Wicker Squared at Colwell Banker, Howard Perry in Walston. Hi. Hey, Dave. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. We... Missing Julie today. She's a little under the weather, so she wasn't able to join us today. Well, send her our best. Okay, yes. we think a lot of her. Well, she missed being here. All right, so talk to me about what's going on in the real estate market. It's, it, it, we're in a little bit of a weird time. I don't. I can't imagine wanting to move in this season. You know, heading into Thanksgiving and Christmas and then the holidays. I imagine things slow down typically anyway for you, don't they? Right. Typically, this is a slower season for us. Although there are still buyers looking, mm-hmm. um, there are still sellers putting their homes on the market. And this season, it's typically because they need to. It's not a, hmm, let's, you know, kick the tires and look yeah. around. Yeah. Um, still have clients out there looking. Um, things have slowed down. The interest rates, you know, are a huge cause of that. And so you've got some people, like I have three or four sellers, they want to move, yeah, but they have a two-point-something interest rate. Well, ah. We are never going to see that again, a 2%, a 3%. And 7% is average over the last 50 years. Oh, yeah. So it's not that high, but when someone has a very low interest, it's going to take something to make them move. Like, I've got to find the perfect house they- for like three or four people because everything I send, they're comparing to what they have. Yeah. I mean, that's that's relatable. My, my wife and I, when we bought in Garner, it was in 2018, 2017, yeah. 2018. Yeah. And it was right when the interest rate was as low as it could go. Right. I think we financed at like 2.6 or something. Right. And, you know, obviously the equity in the property we have is, is, is a lot in 2022. We're, sure. we're way ahead. And I don't even want to take out a, a home equity loan to have to refinance right. at, a, at the rates they're offering. So that's very relatable, and I can understand why, why some people are hesitant because you, of that. You know, I've never taken – I don't think I've – well, I, I don't know. I have to ask my wife about this. Whether I've ever taken out a home equity loan, you're borrowing at a much higher rate. Not that much. Not that much? In fact, I think I saw something that they were a little bit lower than the – 30 year yeah okay. i i i've never they are a little higher i've never personally done it one of my my business partners did it yeah. uh, here actually this year he yeah. has a property in franklinton and 
he bought when, you know, the houses were low and it's worth substantially more than he paid for it at the time. Mm -hmm. And I think he did like a $40,000 equity loan. Now, it added a couple of hundred dollars a month to the, the house payment. Right. Um, but, you know, there's there's pros and cons to that. The interest rate is, I think, what's scaring a lot of people because 7%. As, as Tanya had mentioned, that's obviously a drastic difference from what a lot of people finance their houses for 10 years ago. Is that where we are now, typically, for a... It's like a, six a, something, and it did okay. just come down this week, just yeah. a touch. And here's the thing. It's still a great seller's market. Yeah. We're not seeing them fly off the shelves in the first weekend. Okay. Um, possibly you could get over list price, but typically what we're seeing is it's at list price or a little less right where buyers are coming in at and you the homes are sitting on the market a few days i just had a listing that went under market went under contract with multiple offers last weekend it was on the market i think six days so that's still incredible yeah i mean that yeah that's still fine i mean so it's not so what we've got to help sellers realize and help buyers realize like I just talked to a client and she wanted to list her house. Um, I just talked to her yesterday. She bought in 2020. Yeah. So it was brand new. Okay. It is quite a bit of equity. You know, I ran some comps for over what she bought it for, but she wanted to list it still much higher than where it needed to be right now. Yeah. And so we've got to get sellers out of that mindset that you can just throw a number out there. Right. They have got to price the house where it will appraise for. They've got to price it right off the bat. Yeah. Not high. And they've got to get that house ready. It's got to be great curb appeal. Yeah. It's got to be clean. Um, Get it pressure washed. Get the windows clean. Declutter make it presentable i mean it doesn't have to be totally um renovate it Mm -hmm. but it does need to shine for that showing and and the you know i tell people make sure your filters are changed fresh make sure your house is clean if we need to get the carpets cleaned i mean if if it's really bad carpet and get it replaced that would be a great thing um declutter declutter like the house that i just put under contract they had wallpaper in the kitchen and the bathroom and it took two weeks to talk them into (laughs) paying to get that wallpaper taken down yes and to paint those two rooms a neutral color and let me tell you it made all the difference in the world because i will tell you if that wallpaper was still on there we'd still be sitting on the market and it would have cost them thousands for them to leave it there where it didn't cost that much to have a painter come in and remove it and paint it a nice, light, neutral color. So painting, uh, you know, simple drywall repair, then painting, Mm -hmm. that's worth it. Now, we've had people in here say, I think it was Stephen Clipp say, yeah, I I don't think I'd renovate the kitchen in order to sell it. Right, because you're going to lose money and you're not going to make that money back. I mean, if you're still planning to stay there a couple of years and that's something you want to do to enjoy personally, go ahead and do it. But if you're doing, if you've lived in that house for 15 years and now you're deciding to totally renovate the kitchen in order to sell it, you're going to lose money. Right. I agree. And what your taste may be. Right, right. Still, I mean, I've had buyers go in and buy a home that was beautifully done 
and they redo it because it wasn't they repainted the cabinets or they changed the countertops because it wasn't what they wanted right. so why not instead of saving that money let's just price the home according to that and let that buyer come in you know they, they talk about curb appeal yeah right it's not very expensive if you're looking to try to sell your house to clear out the flower bed and, and plant new stuff, new yeah. plants, Put new, new mulch. mulch. Yeah, exactly. New mulch, that curb appeal. Uh, I've, I've even told customers before, instead of uh, spending, you know, $15,000 renovating your kitchen, yeah. Put a six thousand dollar deck on the back of the house. Yeah, mm-hmm. people love that. They can come in and look at a kitchen and say, "Oh, this isn't too bad. I'll replace the countertops and paint the cabinets and change the hardware." <laughs> but if you go out, if it's got a brand new kitchen and they don't like it, yeah, then no, we're not going to redo all this. This is all brand new. We're we're going to move on to the next house. Yeah. put that money into an outdoor space, curb right. appeal, a deck, stuff like that is is what sells the house. Give it unique features. When we walked through our houses, we're shopping for houses a, a, a year ago. If there was an obvious punch list, a a list of items that needed to be done, there that faucet is leaky. Uh, the, you know the the handrails need to be you know, sanded and refinished or painted. If there was a list like that. We just, if the list got to be about five. Well, what that tells people, I call it red flags. If you can walk into a home and you immediately can tell that there are things that, especially that home just came on the market. Right. And that owner couldn't fix those minor things. That tells me they never maintained that home. Right. The maintenance. I mean, as simple as like, I'll tell people. There's cobwebs at your front door. Clean up your front door. Um, Get your HVAC serviced because that's the number one thing. When people go in your crawl space, you know, make sure the crawl space looks good. Um, Like Brock said, clean up your yard. I mean, just do the simple things and the filters. If I mean, because buyers, they'll open up those registers. And if it's a dirty filter, you're like, have yeah. they even bothered to do the normal daily or seasonal things to keep this house and the mechanicals running properly? Yeah. What else is being covered up? Exactly. What that is being sense. covered up? Yeah. That makes sense. It kind of reminds me of going out to buy a car. You're buying a car, and if you know where the air filter is, and you pop that that thing on the air filter, and it looks like the original air filter from yep. the car when it was purchased 12 years ago— They've not done the things that they need to do. They probably didn't keep up on the oil changes. That's right. 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 Okay. We'll talk about other things that could scotch a deal, that could make you want to walk away from a house. And also, uh, get some advice today, some free advice on selling or buying. Uh, We're going to talk today, uh, Tanya, also we're going to talk about um, new home buyers. Is there such a thing as a starter home? these days and i'll tell you yeah yeah i know you got to think about this is there a starter home because young people are having a very hard time yeah buying at least in this area tanya wicker hunt of wicker squared at colwell banker howard perry and walston also brock emmons of triangle radiant barrier on making your home great fm 98.5 am 680 wptf 
680 WPTF. FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF. This is making your home great. You want to you enjoy a nice fish dinner? Our friends at Cape Fear Seafood Company, and they are our friends. They, they, they want to feed you. So call, call us up right now. 919-860-9783. Got to have a question about real estate for Tanya Wicker Hunt at Wicker Squared at Colwell Banker. Howard Perry in Walston, or for Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant Barrier. Theoretically, you could ask Dave Alexander any question you want. However, the likelihood of you getting a reasonable answer, pretty much zero. So go ahead and call us up, 919-860-9783. You ever, Tanya, have you ever have somebody run into trouble at the inspection because of what, what Brock does, you know, either the attic situation or the crawl space? Yeah, it's more the crawl space. Really? Yeah. It's always the crawl space. Because no one likes to go in the crawl space. It's dark. Yeah. It's scary. There's snakes and spiders. And possums we All, last uh, week. Very large possums. That yeah. is correct. No, she's, she's right. That's where most of the plumbing is. That's where the electrical is. Right. In most cases, that's where your HVAC is, or at least your duct work. Yeah. Um, depending if you have a gas pack or, you know, an exterior, uh, uh, gas HVAC. So, yeah. you know, it, a lot of people don't get down there. It's just, it's not a fun environment to, to crawl around in. So it, it goes, um, it goes long periods of time without any kind of maintenance, right? You're not calling out an electrician once a year just to inspect your crawl space or right. your HVAC. You should be calling out your HVAC company every year. Yeah. But you're not having a plumber come out there every year. You're not having the insulation company come out there every year. So it just, it goes years and years and years at a time Yeah. before you start noticing smells or there's an electrical short or there's a plumbing leak and you right. have to get under the house and find out how much damage it caused. So that's the first place the, the home inspectors go. You know, they show up at the house, they open up the crawl space door, and they go down there first because uh, those are a lot of really important things to check early on. Uh, then they'll, they're will they supposed to check everything else, get up into the attic, check mm -hmm. the structural, uh, see if there's any structural repairs on the outside. Yeah. It's Home inspectors' jobs are difficult. They have a lot on their checklist that they have to go over, which is why it's so common stuff gets missed. I've said right. before, you right. could send me out to do a full home inspection, and I'm going to miss things because there's so much information right. to know. So it's a tough job. And it's also the inspector, um, they're going to, they are looking at everything from top to bottom, but then they're going to, and it's part of their CYA. Right. If they see that the HVAC needs some work, they're going to report what they see, but call it HVAC. Right. Mm -hmm. Technician to come out. If they see something structural, call a structural engineer. We recommend. Right. Um, call a crawl space guy if they see stuff, you know, like a mold remediation guy. So while yeah. they're doing the once over yeah. for everything, yeah. they are also to cover themselves, putting it off on the people who are specialized in the different areas, like Brock, when yeah. he comes, he will make your crawl space where you are okay to go into it because <laughs> you can eat off of the floor. It's so sure. clean. Well, and there will be fewer 
varmints when he's done. That's the hopes. Just right. because That's his the people goal. will drag him out by the tail. Yeah, but he makes it look really nice. Yeah, yeah. That, he does good. an amazing job. His company. Yeah, it's it. You know, it's like a, a primary practice doctor or a, a general practice right, doctor, right. general com- practitioner, general yeah. practitioner compared to a vascular surgeon. Yep, yep. Right. The 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 general practice doctor uh, is going to be able to go out there and say, "Look, there's a problem. This is where it's coming from. Now you need to go consult a surgeon. Right. A guy that specializes in this exact field. So." Um, it's a it's an interesting industry, and we're all trying to just keep up with it. I, I know that's a metaphor, but you're ta- talking to a guy who's actually had that conversation. You've, you've had that conversation. Yeah, he said, no, yeah. you've got to see a surgeon. Uh-huh. All right, David in Kerry, welcome to Making Your Home Great. David, you're on with Tanya Wicker-Hunt of Wicker Squared at Colwell Banker, Howard Perry in Walston, and Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant Barrier. What's going on, David? Hi, thanks for taking my call. You're welcome. Um, so I heard you talking about don't remodel the kitchen just to sell your house. Right. I have a situation where we have damage from a water leak. Mm-hmm. And um, we're just we're having a really hard time finding contractors to come in and do a remodel. It's kitchen's 30 years old. Everything's original. So we didn't want to just put it back kind of like it was. We wanted yeah. to make some upgrades. We know a guy. Um, <laughs> I wanted to see uh, if it's. If we should just really try to just go back cheaply, just put it back kind of like it was, or should we keep trying to find a contractor to, that's affordable that can can do some serious upgrades? David, we'll probably sell in the next three or four years, hopefully, mm. but we'll be there for a while. Sure. So, how much damage was done, and is the insurance covering any of it? Um, insurance covered some, but not a whole lot. They tore out some flooring, about half the floor, half the ceiling half of one wall are torn out um so you know that's kind of stuff that's pretty easy the, the flooring and the and the, the ceiling and and the sheetrock i could probably get done you know myself with a soap or, or two but you know we wanted we're talking about putting in you know some new base cabinets because they're just so old and dilapidated and you know new countertops and the the um, the ceiling is what's throwing me off. Was this a plumbing leak or a roof leak? I was plumbing upstairs. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, from the upstairs bathroom. Okay. So I already replaced the old polybutylene pipes that that are in this part of the house. Um, Good call. So hope, you know when we button it back up, we won't have another leak at least. Right. But, um, now, when you had those those pipes removed, did they um, remove the rest of the poly in the house? They did not. So our house was kind of a situation where it was really easy just to do that that one area all the way from the crawl space up. And then, you know, later on we'll try to do the rest of the house. Um, we just wanted to make sure when we buttoned this pot back up we didn't have another leak in there. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, Rhonda, who isn't here today, mm-hmm. but she can help you, um, and we can give you her contact number, Help Me Rhonda, because she can help – with design, with helping you pick out cabinets, countertops, the paint choice. And the great thing about her, she will do a, a job that is small to yeah. a whole house job. So it, it if you're thinking of selling in the next three to four years, it would be in your best interest to do something that would appeal to the masses 
um, and not be specific where when you decide to sell in three to four years, um, not so trendy, but not really conservative, like a, a look that will be dated by the time you're ready to um, by the time you're ready to sell. Again. I've, got, I've got Rhonda's number right here in front of me. You want to hear it, David? Yes. All right. 919-263-9054. It's 263-9054. Yeah, because, you know, Rhonda can go in there and say, look, we might need to replace some of the base plates here, but we can sand these cabinets down. We mm -hmm. can paint them, change the hardware, um, and... and to put things into perspective, the house that my wife and I purchased, okay, yeah. it was a great property. Yeah. But when we went into the kitchen, it was painted yellow. Ah. Okay, the hardware was much older. It had chopping block or the, the, the wood block countertops. Yeah. didn't matter. We still yeah. bought the house. Yeah. Okay, because I can redo the kitchen. So I, I wouldn't do a fifteen dollars to $20,000 kitchen remodel. Rhonda's the kind of person that can come in there and say, look, maybe we don't need to go that far. Maybe we can make some tweaks here and there. Maybe put in some new countertops, throw some paint in here, and it looks like a new kitchen. That's right, yeah. Because the buyers might come in and tear it all out anyway and do it their own way. Now, there's some overlap. When we have people here in the studio, we try to have just one roofing company, right? But... Um, Craig, the floor guy from American Dream Flooring and Tile, also does kitchens, uh, kitchen remodels. And, of course, since you're talking about your floor, mm -hmm. you may want to pick up the phone and talk to him anyway. Would you like his number? Yes. 919-301-9684. That's 301-9684. And I can't think of anybody else currently on the air with us who, do, who does that sort of thing. But, you know, both of those people. Yeah, he's in good hands with Tanya or, right. or Craig. Uh, both of them are going to shoot him straight and not try to sell him something he doesn't need. And, and Yeah, Rhonda for the design. Yeah, yeah. you, you definitely want design. Rhonda's yeah. opinion on the design. And then, David, if yeah. you don't have an agent, I mean, when you are thinking of selling, even like now, I mean, yeah. I could give you an idea of, of where your house is now. Um, if you're thinking about doing little things here and there, which are good selling points to think about um, over the next two or three years, I'd, I'd love to come and talk to you and your wife. And, and, and Tanya, we need your contact information also. My David, con while you're writing things down, write this right. number down. It's Tanya Hunt. I'm with Wicker Squared of Caldwell Banker, Howard Perry, and Walston. My number is 919-368-3996. All right, David, you get your marching orders. Read that number back to me again. 368-3996. That's it? Yes. All right. Tanya says, great. Listen, David, I'm going to send you off a $25 gift certificate to Cape Fear Seafood Company with two locations in Raleigh at Spring Forest in the Village District. Check the coupon to make sure we're sending you to the right location. Uh, we'll tell you more about them after the news. Thank you, David. Good luck to you, David. All right, and Jerry from Cary, hold on just a moment. I tried to avoid saying that that way, but there you go. I got news next on WPTF. <laughs> FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF. This is Making Your Home Great. We just took a phone call from David. 
who had some water damages in his house. Now, I, I, of course, I piped up during the newscast to say, wait a minute. Did David have dehumidifiers brought into his house to lower the humidity after his water damage? Shouldn't that happen? If his insurance company was involved, most of the time uh, insurance companies pay um, subcontractors or other companies like myself or or I think the most popular out there is a company called ServPro, a national brand that comes out and deals with interior water restoration damage. Yeah. Um, in most cases, yes, that's that's what you do. The first thing you do is you start you dig into the area that's been damaged. You try yeah. to remove it, right. and then you set up well, one, two, three dehumidifiers in there and try to dry out the environment uh, to clean up any water or damage that you didn't uncover yeah. or find. Um, that's that's pretty common practice if it's uh, done with a company that knows what they're doing. Okay, all right, Jerry, calling from Cary, North Carolina. How you doing, Jerry? I'm doing great. How about yourself? I tried to avoid making your name rhyme so, so much. Uh, Jerry, what's going on today? You're on with uh, Tanya Wicker Hunt of Wicker Squared at Colwell Banker Howard Perry in Walston and Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant Barrier. Okay, I don't have a house problem. I have a question. Yes. About my commercial real estate that I have. Yeah. I have a, I have a, a small office condo and a... Uh, another commercial piece of property that has a small house on it that was used as an office. Yes. And I'm trying to find out if it's a good time to sell, if the market's up on it, or if the market's down. Hmm. What do you think? Do you, does Wicker Square Squared uh, do commercial? Well, it depends on what it is, but um, typically I will... Commercial is just a different beast from residential, Mm -hmm. but I have a great guy that I can refer you to um, that works in commercial. Now, the condo, is that was that classified as a commercial use? Yes. Okay. See, that's over my head. That's why I'm not a realtor. Yeah. Office condo. Office condo, I got you. Right, yeah. So, um, I mean, it's still, I would think, a good time in the commercial real estate side as well. Um, if you want to le- leave your number with right. the call-in guy yeah i'll be glad to um, reach out get some more information and connect you with my commercial contact what cities are they in cherry carry carry oh i'd say it's probably a pretty good time yeah (laughs) the locations in carry i'd say it's uh, definitely a good time well all right jerry hold on we're going to get your uh, contact information and in fact we'll hand you a 25 dollars gift certificate to cape fear seafood company two locations they are on Spring Forest Inn in the Village District, Cave Fear Seafood Company, using the freshest possible ingredients. They specialize in regional American seafood, signature dishes, hand-cut fish, steaks, chicken, and incredible desserts, CapeFearSeafood.com. I was putting the comma in the wrong spot. For all the time I've been reading this, it's hand-cut fish, steaks, chicken and incredible desserts that sounds better all of it's hand cut all of it which is good because nobody likes a machine cut who does that fish come on now nobody does carry is scalding like all the properties in carry are doubling in value from what they were five years ago it's insane is it still yes carry apex still on fire well you've got um apple that's coming in so that is huge yeah i would think i would think proximity 
to any highway that connects in a decent way to RTP. Right. Or or to downtown Raleigh. It works now, right? Especially when they finish 540. Right. Once Amen. they finish 540, I think uh, I think the value is going to expand because that's going to be one of the new beltways. I think it's going to really help property value. That's I, supposed to go right through Garner, I believe. I think Garner's going to explode when that 540 yeah. Yeah, connects. We, we, you know, we um, I drive by the end of 540 very often, coming from Raleigh, right. mm-hmm. heading off to my end of the world, which is Middlesex. So I, I right. you know... I get to the end of 540 and I see those trees are still there. Eventually, that's going to just continue on. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be very impressive. But you see, I also used to live in Fuquay. Mm-hmm. And that's where they're doing the doing all that construction. They've, there's a, if you haven't oh, driven through. Oh, you can through, see oh, where they're you, building that's it. That's right. Yeah. If you haven't been through Fuquay in the last two years, you need to see that area near the 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 university, the uh uh, community College, uh, Wake County uh, Community College. Very impressive. Anyway, Tanya Wicker Hunt of Wicker Squared at Colwell Banker Howard Perry in Walston is here. Also, um, Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant Barrier. And we're talking about real estate. Kids, kids today. I'm an old man now. I've used the phrase kids today. 20-somethings are having a devil of a time buying a house unless they're really really making decent money a lot of money that's true there there aren't any starter homes are there no they could do a condo or a townhome yeah um i will tell you i am surprised at the price point that i've had some first-time buyers young kids yeah of their first house it amazes me. They're at what? 300? 500? 500. Yeah. 500. Yeah. 700. I mean, but these kids also, yeah. They've saved. Yes. You know, um they're a little more savvy a lot of times than mm-hmm. we were. Mhm. Or they're in debt up to their eyeballs after they de- buy the house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, you know, they've already got student loans, yeah. right? Right. And those are not going away. Sorry, guys. They're not going away. And and they're going to – sometimes when you see that you're going to borrow $400,000 for a house, it's just numbers on a piece of paper. You don't – it doesn't hit you. Right. There's also, like – then I've also had the bu- – the buyers that they can't get past 200 300 you right. know they don't have that cash so there are a comp- couple of companies that um i have come in contact with that will help their starters yeah. in this area yeah um that can help new buyers first-time buyers now typically you're still going to be renting yeah but you're going to have a small part in ownership yes of the house where you know we shop for a house Mm -hmm. they they will buy it with cash these companies and then that buyer Mm -hmm. will have a small percentage um, and they'll put a small down payment and if the equity goes up when they decide to buy that home then they get that portion of the equity that has grown if it's gone down then they you know, they yeah. take, they get that 
less amount and it's only a small percentage and if they decide not to buy after Mm -hmm. a certain amount of time that's okay they're not obligated to buy the home so there's some options for people that want to be locked in on their costs per year right but are not quite ready to buy but we find a lot of times people get comfortable where they're renting and don't want to have to move again so this gives them the option to yeah. be able to stay yeah. where they were renting they've got a little foot in there yes um they've got set amount of what they're paying until they're able to purchase the property so if anybody is interested in that you know feel free to call me and i can give you more information help you with that i want i want to give you uh pieces of vocabulary and have you define them for me as if i'd never purchased a home because these are you know things that honestly when i did buy my home for the first time i had no earthly idea this was as significant as it was. Closing costs. My heavens, what is closing costs and how come it's so high? Well, closing costs, there's closing costs for sellers and there's closing costs for buyers. Okay. So for buyers, you have the attorney that's closing your home. Okay. You've got your loan costs, your escrow, which um, if you're not putting 20% down, you're going to have PMI, which is private mortgage insurance right which is a percentage based on your credit score and the amount you're putting down is how they determine that and the amount of the loan right um you've got homeowners insurance that they're putting into an escrow account and property taxes into an escrow account you've also got during your time under contract you've got inspections home mm-hmm. inspection termite inspection radon inspection if you've got a property that has septic and well you're going to have those inspection costs if you're going to also have the roof inspected in addition to the home inspector most roofers are going to charge for that right um, a crawl space guy he's usually going to charge for his time if you're going to have an additional guy come um, to inspect the crawl space so there are those charges right um, then you've also got the cost to record the deed and the mortgage yeah You've got homeowners. If you're in a community that has homeowners, you've got charge for that. You mean the HOA? Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. Then you've got, if you're in a new construction neighborhood, you've got capital contribution that you have to pay for that. What? What Um, is that? Capital contribution would be the start up in a new home community to... For the roads? Well, it's it goes into the homeowners association, so it's a one-time fee. Okay. When you um, buy the home, and some communities have every time that house turns over, yeah, the buyer has to pay it again. But most communities, it's just that first time, um, the the first buyer of the home. And what's the greatest amount, the largest amount that you've seen for closing costs for someone? Does it still average in it the... It averages based upon the price of the home. Okay. So it's 3%, 5%. Okay, that's reasonable. Yeah, you've got appraisal, you've got survey costs. Yeah, the uh, survey, the survey. Mm-hmm. you got to get it, don't title you? Title insurance. you got to get the title insurance. Yes. Because if, if the property is not free and clear... 
Well, the attorney is going to, I mean, that's, you have to do title insurance. Right, right. And the attorney um, will do the title work for you right. while it's under contract before closing. All right. Um, sometimes people don't want to get surveys. You're not obligated, but it's in your best interest because if something comes up in that title work and you don't have a survey in your name, then it's not going to cover you. And it's also not going to give you the highest amount of coverage for title insurance if you don't have a survey in your name. The strangest thing we had to do buying a home was write a check for due diligence. Right. And I thought that that I somehow confused it with the down payment. It's not. What is due diligence? So due diligence is... Due diligence is, there's two forms of money when you go under contract. You have due diligence and you have earnest money. Due Mm. diligence, and they're both deposits that will come back to you at closing, on the closing statement, which is called an ALTA, A-L-T-A. The due diligence money is made directly, the check is made payable to the sellers of the home. And then the earnest money is put in an escrow account and typically it's made payable to the closing attorney. Mm -hmm. You have your due diligence time period, which is typically two weeks to three weeks. Three weeks if you have a loan, two weeks if you're a cash buyer. That check is, once you go under contract, once the contract is executed by both the buyer and seller, then that due diligence needs to be turned over to the buyer, to the seller. I'm sorry, the buyer needs to turn it over to the seller. Yeah. And then, um, and then that is non-refundable. So whatever amount that is now during the, you know, the hype of the market over the past two years, those due diligence amounts were out of control. Why were they? Was it just, it was, it was the skin in the game and it was the guarantee to the seller that the buyer would not walk away. I was hearing I was hearing stories of forty, fifty, sixty, even a hundred thousand dollars down for due diligence because they wanted the property, they didn't want to lose it. Right. Even with wow. people who were sight unseen offers. So but this is a deposit that comes back to you at closing. But if you terminate, that goes directly to the seller. Yes. And during the time of the hype of yes. the high due diligence, people were doing away with earnest money. So basically you have your due diligence period that ends at five o'clock on that due diligence date. And then the earnest money would then become non-refundable. So if you terminate it during the due diligence period, then you would lose your due diligence money. You'd get your earnest money back. Right. But then after at 501 on the due diligence date, you're still in the game. You're still planning to close and something comes up. Because most of the time, if people make it past the due diligence period, they're going to close. But there are cases, you know, sometimes out of the control of the buyer um, or something comes up that they can't close and they've passed that due diligence period. Then that earnest money is now non-refundable. And if they terminate, even if it's, an hour before closing, yeah. the buyer has the right to do that. They also lose the earnest money, and that money will then go to the seller as well. Wow. I think it was people knew that the market here was so hot. They mm-hmm. they knew they weren't going to back out. I'll throw 100000 down right. to get this house right. in this neighborhood, knowing two years later you're, you're probably worth it a few hundred thousand more than you bought the house for. Right. right. Yeah. That just- it was crazy. The uh, we ran that you you're gonna think I'm crazy. 
we ran a checkout to the property, okay? The lady was still living in the property. She, she wasn't there, but the neighbor took it for her. We ran a checkout, and as we're driving away, my wife and I turned to each other and said, Shouldn't we have gotten a receipt? Should we have gotten a receipt? <laughs> Turn well, around. Well, you, it, it, you gave it, it to matter. the neighbor. Who, I did give it to the neighbor. Yeah, so typically <laughs> that money runs through the agents. Right. Um, sometimes we'll we'll leave it directly at the seller's house um, or the agent will drop off. Rare cases, we have the buyer drop to the seller. We try yeah. to keep those parties apart and let things run through the agents, but sometimes yeah. it's convenience allows for that. Um but, yeah. but that's okay. Take a picture of the check, and then we have a document oh, sure. that's called receipt of monies that we have the seller sign off and the listing agent sign off that they've received that. But, it was a, there was no hiccup. I mean, yeah. you know, you think about it. These are the these are the things that you have to sort of trust when you're buying a house. You have to trust in the whole process. My young daughter just just bought a house, and she's she was like, Dad, I I didn't. They didn't tell me to bring anything. Was I supposed to bring my checkbook? Was it? And we just kind of said, "Call your agent. She'll hold your hand through the whole thing." Right. It'll all work out. So I'll tell you what changed um, in the summer of 2022 when the last contract changed. Yeah. Um, or was updated. Before. Yeah. When the due diligence came out, you know, it's like. It's a verbal thing. You, like yeah. your daughter was asking, do I need to bring a checkbook now? Yeah. Well, no, you, because you don't know what is that amount going to be, right? right? What are you going to agree on for the due diligence amount, for the price of the home, for the earnest money about amount? So we would put it in the documents, the offers. Yeah. It would be executed. A check has not changed hands, but the way it reads in the contract, once it's ex- executed, you pass that money along. Well, in this hype, some buyers were putting offers in on more than one property at a time. Yeah. And maybe by their luck, they were also winning more than one offer at a time. And then they would pull out of the one that they didn't want. Mm, So, oh, by the way, I changed my mind. The money hasn't left the hands of the agent the due diligence money to go to that seller and they're like oh we changed our mind we're terminating Mm. so they changed the contract that legally it doesn't matter if the agent has not received that money that due diligence money if you have executed a contract stating you're going to pay x amount of due diligence money whether or not that you've written that check or not Legally, that seller can come after you for the money. It's in stone yes. now. Gotcha. This is good. Yeah. All right. So, Tanya Wicker Hunt of Wicker Squared at Colwell Banker, Howard Perry in Walston, also Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant Barrier. Our telephone lines are open, 919-860-9783. Who am I kidding? We never close the telephone lines. 919-860-9783. Got a couple more minutes with Tanya. Uh, Joel Worsham of Comfort First Heating and Cooling is coming up on this program, Making Your Home Great, FM 98.5, AM 680, WPTF. (music) 
FM 98.5 AM 680. This is Making Your Home Great. Telephone number 919-860-9783. The, uh, I, I don't know what nickname we gave him. Generator Guru. But that's the more generator visual. genie. The maybe ju- uh, g- g- general manager of generators. <laughs> Joel Worsham coming up next hour. Uh, for the next couple of minutes, Tony Wicker Hunt of Wicker Squared at Colwell Banker, Howard Perry and Walston. Use this word escrow. You say it like we would know what it means. Is that money that's held? That's by money somebody that you're. Else? That's money that's being held in your mortgage yeah. account. Um, and you can look at your mortgage statement and you'll see that you've got your principal that you're paying and yeah. your interest and your interest is front loaded. So you'll see in those first two or three years, you're paying very little on your principal. I mean, the majority of that payment is going to interest. And then also you've got your escrow. In your experience, can I pay earlier, uh, you know, more and pay off the principal earlier. Yeah, if you do just one extra payment yeah. a year, yeah. it would cut three years off your mortgage payment. Oh yeah. But when you do that, you need to make sure you specify that it's going to principal. Otherwise, and if you're just doing partial, you know, maybe yeah. your payment is twenty five hundred, or maybe right. it's twenty two fifty, and you pay twenty five hundred, thinking I'm just going to put that extra, but you didn't specify it goes to principal they just keep it in this account and it's like a partial payment right and it will never and an attorney or it was either an attorney or a lender told me one time that if um they had someone that kept paying all this thought they were paying all this extra principal but it was just held in a separate account um in a separate part of her mortgage and was not being applied to principal because she didn't specify so if you are going to make those extra payments uh, you need to specify it's for principal and th- and that really can that can accumulate to a thousands of dollars worth of a mistake yeah because I mean, if you're not paying if you can pay the principal down that makes the interest obviously much less right yes good heavens yeah. all right it's the well, same thing with car I've, I've done that before, made, made additional payments on top of what my car payment was, and you always had to establish that this is to go towards principal because they, at one point, actually kept the payment for the following month and put it towards and credited that payment. Exactly. I was like, you sneaky weasel. I they wanted would, that to go to the equity. Well, I mean, their business is to loan people money. That's right. And the fee that they get is the interest. Right. Now, yes. it's in my best interest not to pay that much interest. Right. Does that so, make sense? That kind of makes sense. It does. I'm with right. you. So All if right. we get back to the escrow, yeah. if you're paying less than 20% down on right. a mortgage payment, you're required to set up an escrow account. Okay. And that will include your property taxes and your homeowner's insurance. Yes. And then you've also got private mortgage insurance if you're less than 20% down. Right. And so that is what is being held in an escrow account and paid monthly. All right. We have about a minute just to get all the contact information, not only for Tanya Wicker Hunt of Wicker Squared at Colwell Banker, Howard Perry, and Walston, Walston, but also Julie, who is not here. So if you would, please, Tanya, how do we get in contact with you? Yes, you can contact us via our website, wickersquared.com. Yeah. You can contact me, Tanya Hunt, at 919-368-3996. 
And we're Wicker Squared with Caldwell Banker, Howard Perry, and Walston. 368 3996. That's correct. Still a great time to sell, and it's a great time to buy. All right. You can refinance when the interest rates come down. But what you're not having to do right now is pay so much much over list price. So, you know, you can factor those numbers out, and your payment is about the same. All right. Sounds good. Tanya Wicker Hunt of Wicker Squared at Colwell Banker, Howard Perry, and Walston on Making Your Home Great. Joel Worsham coming up next. The following is a paid program and the views expressed are those of the hosts and guests and do not reflect the opinions of WPTF or Curtis Media Group. Information provided is of a general nature. Listeners seeking specific advice should contact a licensed professional in the appropriate area. From home repair to remodeling, this is making your home great. FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF. All right, everybody stop talking about that thing we were talking about. You know, college the, football. No more college football. No more <laughs> college football talk. Joel Worsham of Comfort First Heating and Cooling is here on Making Your Home Great. How you doing? Good afternoon. Thinking about you the other day when the lights flickered at my house. And the, uh, <laughs> well, I didn't get a phone call. You no, know, not not for me, but you know, it might happen. My wife might call you. Um, now, we got to be clear that Comfort First Heating and Cooling yes. is, in fact, a full-service Heating and Cooling HVAC company. It's a full-service HVAC company, full-service generator company, full-service plumbing company. Plumbing company. Full-service electrical company. Oh, yeah. Yes. I didn't realize. I didn't realize. I guess I should have known, but I didn't know you guys do full-service plumbing. We opened that division. We've actually been working on a floor plan for it for about a year. Yeah. Uh, We hired a, a manager... Oh, I'm going to say probably in the springtime, and he has been building it, and it finally went totally operational 1st of August. Oh, I cannot wait to start sending you guys leads for plumbing. Yeah. Look, I've got I've got a guy in every category, okay? I, I pride myself on working with the best of the best in yeah. every category. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Plumbers. Yeah. Plumbers are hard to find. These guys, uh, unfortunately, because we take so much pride in our job, mm-hmm. when we run into a plumbing issue at a customer's house, yeah. I, I reach out to what I can only classify as a big box plumber, okay? Right. A big company with a lot of overhead. They're very expensive, but yeah. I can trust that they're going to be there, they're going to do the job, and they're going to get it done correctly. And if it's not done, they'll come back and fix it. And that's right. what I care about right. when it comes to my customers. Uh, I cannot wait to start sending plumbing jobs to you guys because yeah. I'd, I'd prefer that james is our uh our plumbing manager and he is i've actually talked to him about uh yeah. coming on the show with us yeah and uh that would be well, great spending some time a, with us that would be great yeah. I, I i don't have a series of plumbing questions but that's all right i don't have a, que- a series all right of i do questions. i have i have a series of plumbing questions well there's a lot of technology and just in water heaters alone uh, that I yeah. did, wasn't aware of, and this listening to him, yeah, it's pretty amazing stuff. Well, we we had something on the uh, the first hour of the show. This homeowner had uh, this plumbing leak, plumbing leak, yeah, and did thousands of dollars worth of damage. And you recognize the the uh, the plumbing that they replaced. Yeah, as soon as he said uh, he said they had some water damage, and I said, you know, uh, Tanya asked how much damage, and he had said, well, you know, the floors, we had to pull up the floors. Insurance company got involved, and, yeah. you know, part of the ceiling, 
I said, okay, so was this a plumbing or a roofing leak? And it turned out to be a, a plumbing leak. And, uh, you know, he had a lot of the pipes replaced, the old school, um, yeah. not PECs, the... Uh, CPVC. Yeah. Uh, so obviously polybutylene, polybutylene, it's, it, you, you want to have, and look, I already send most of my HVAC customers to comfort serves, uh, uh, comfort first AJ over there. I just absolutely love AJ's a good guy. He's really taking care of every single customer I've sent his way. So to find out they now have a plumbing division, I'm, I'm excited about that. Yes, sir. All right. When the weather turns negative and you know, Joel is, I don't want to think of him as mercenary, just standing there with a coffee in his hand, looking out the window as the as the sky opens up, yeah. thinking, yeah, this is it. This is my season. But it is true that when the lights blink, you guys are most helpful to your customers. Yeah. Yesterday is a prime example. Um, this week, we you know, we're scheduled since the last – hurricane we've had we've been kind of overwhelmed yeah with installations and service and 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 uh maintenances and um we've been trying to check those boxes as fast as we can yeah but yesterday we knew the we knew the weather was coming we knew we weren't we were not going to be able to do any trenching or 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 digging or any installation outside so we pulled all our guys in and we sat and we were watching the weather channel Mm-hmm. Uh, and 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 ready to dispatch accordingly, if needed. Yeah. Uh, and it's not about well, does the generator work or not? Not work. We monitor our generators, and so we have customer service packages that, if a generator is running for a certain amount of period of time, we are automatically going to be dispatched out to that customer's house to check fluid levels, check maintain voltage levels, uh, and do just a general overview. So that customer doesn't have to say, "Now, what am I supposed to do?" Or, "What do I?" You know, it, there's an anxiety, right? To, but, to be very clear, these are hands off for the customer, hands off, full house generators. Yeah, fully automatic, fully start, fully shut off. They will. Generators. They will start up once a week, just to test. That's correct. Couple of seconds. That's correct. Right? Less than a minute. Always mm-hmm. know that they're gonna work. And when the lights do go out, some knucklehead knocks down the pole down the road. Mm-hmm. How, how how long will my house be dark? Less than a minute. Less than a minute. Yeah. So within eight seconds, that generator is starting. Uh, it does a self-diagnostic at startup, and then at twenty seconds to fifty seconds after initial startup, it's ready to transfer power to itself. Now, what kind of motors are these things using? Well, these are air-cooled uh, 993cc engine. So federal government regulations, if you're going to have an air-cooled unit, uh, air-cooled basically means it's, it's, it's pressurizing the cabinet with air pulling through on a fan. Uh, it's going to be a one-liter engine or smaller. Uh, most of your residential properties are going to be air-cooled. There's, there's some houses out there that are 5,000 to 7,000 square foot that are larger that have to have a liquid cool uh, generator. And all that means is a liquid cool is just a prime example is like your car. It's going to have a radiator. It's going to have a fuel, fuel pump, a water pump. Yeah. Uses uh, liquids to cool off. Correct. Mm-hmm. It's just going to circulate through that engine block. That's so, like me. Yeah. Give me as many liquids <laughs> as, as you can in August. And those are larger <laughs> engines. Those are four-cylinder, six-cylinder, eight-cylinder engines. Is that right? Yeah. Good no night. Yeah. 
there's there's generators out there that we have that have Chevrolet. Most generator engines are Chevrolet block engines. Uh, that basically that just means the formation of the block is right. a footprint of like the Vortec V6. Right. Okay. Two point eight. Yep. Vortec V6. Um, that's usually your, your smaller thirty fives and thirty eights. Do you get a do, do you get a little uh, nameplate on the side of the the thing that says Hemi? <laughs> if you want to, uh, I mean it's it's through engine block manufacturers yeah. out of Chicago and 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 Wisconsin that are taking castings and then building from there. Wow. Okay. I mean, it shows a lot about reliability, I would assume, because those are typically pretty reliable motors. Yeah, that's, you know, they're looking at uh, longevity. But the thing about it is it's it's short performance, but high high performance and a short time. Right, you short know? bursts. Yeah. You're not going to be out without power for three weeks, so yeah. hopefully. If you're sitting there going to run a generator for six, seven months, I would maybe continuously, I would say, let's, let's look at diesel, yeah. which we don't. We don't do diesel, right? Because we're not certified in that fuel source. But uh, that's kind of why you would see caterpillars, uh, generators at hospitals, at first care facilities, right, right, right. service facilities. Okay, so talk to me about what you do, rather than what you don't do. You will come out and you'll take a look at my needs. That mm-hmm. you do, like, would you call it a needs assessment? It's like a load capacity, isn't it? Well. Most of the customers that call in and want us to come out and do a site evaluation is because they've gone through some misery. There's some type uh-huh. of f- fear or misery that they've gone through, whether that's they have a health care problem and they have certain needs that they need to maintain. They have a basement that maintains off of a pump that is keeping their basement from yeah. being dry from flooding, yep. and they've gone through some type of flooding through a power outage. Um, so when I come out there or our project managers come out there, the first thing that we're going to ask you is, what is the purpose or the need that you're needing to cover for this generator? What what are those items that is most important and valued to you? Yeah. Then once we determine that, we can kind of determine can what else can we stack or what else can we add to it? And typically with the technology that we have today, we have the ability of doing whole home generators for the same cost or uh you know, installation purposes yeah. uh, as somebody that would run a, an essential circuit generator. Now, essential circuit is typically, if anybody's ever walked in Lowe's or Home Depot, and yeah. they've seen that little small 7KW generator sitting there to the right-hand side of the door. Yeah. and uh, Is it still there? Yeah, same one. <laughs> same one. All right. And, they haven't sold it yet. And, and, it's, and it has a little panel box with a whip on it. That's an essential circuit. That is, okay. for the cost... For the cost, I mean, it depends on what your budget is, but for the cost, you're not far away from getting a whole home transfer switch and a whole home generator. Yeah. And the difference is what? Size of the engine. Right. The ability to run your heavier appliances, like your air conditioning, hot water, cooking, at the same time or in stages of during a power outage. So if I'm if I am trying to go cheapo and not that Dave Alexander would ever go cheap <laughs> on anything and I wander into that store it's on the right it's on the right it, it just as you enter the door but the point is I shouldn't get that because I'm not going to be able to necessarily run my HVAC right and look- in the middle of summer correct you're looking at a single cylinder engine there that is probably not very much bigger than a push mower engine 
uh, versus a twin cylinder oh, wow. uh, cast engine uh, that is not only been like we we install Briggs and Stratton, and the reason we install Briggs and Stratton yes. is because of the engine. I mean, yeah. let's just say what it is. It's the Briggs and Stratton 993 Vanguard big block engine. Okay. And if anybody ever goes to any lawnmower dealer yeah, exactly. or go to anybody that works on engines and yeah. you ask them what their opinion is of the Briggs and Stratton 993 big block Vanguard engine, they're not going <laughs> to say plus. a bad word about it. <laughs> no, they'll, write, they'll give you an A+. It, plus. It's, it's, a, it's a horse. i got to write that down. What is it called again? The, the Briggs and Stratton. Vanguard 993. 993. Big, big block. Vanguard yeah. Brig, Briggs has been around for a minute. This yeah. isn't a this isn't a right. fly by the night company. We've all heard of uh, Briggs and Stratton. They've hundred years, right. yeah. at least a hundred year old company. This we, is what they do. We had the Briggs rep here last year. That's right. Yeah. I remember. And he gave us a little trivia. I remember the trivia. Yeah. First electric car was ever ever built was built by Briggs and Stratton. Yes. Now I understand it is not an attractive vehicle, but it is in their uh, their museum. It I is think. in their museum. Yes. And, um, and it's double A, which is really a. kind of it's kind of unique. It's amazing know? for the time. Yeah. <laughs> but there's there's a lead into something. Yeah. What's that? So we just did a generator uh, this week in the city of Raleigh. Yeah. And the whole purpose that this customer wanted a generator was one for the house he had the means he had the ability to go ahead and do the whole house yeah but his wife and him his uh daughter as well as himself they all have electric cars <sighs> yes oh yeah and he this just happens to, yeah he's just happened to be on the side of raleigh that is a continuous problem with power outages right yeah. and uh you know not not very far from here <laughs> and so this was the ability for him to have a vehicle on charge during a, a, a long power outage and sure. still be able to function as a family, drive, if in a case of emergency, somewhere. Yeah. So that's the reason we put a whole home generator in for him. And, you know, it, people talk about the summer. You know, you, well, picture losing in the summer. Picture losing in it in the winter yeah. when yeah. it's February. Right. And it's icy outside, and it's going to take them three or four times as long to get the power back on. Right. And I've had customers say, oh, we can run the fireplace. And so, well, my fireplace is six rooms away from my bedroom, so that right. doesn't help me when I'm trying to sleep that night. Right. Um, you know, I've got space heaters, so I have no electricity to plug them into. <laughs> yeah, everybody's right? camping out in the living room. So it's, it's not fun when yeah. you lose power. You want AC, you want heat, and Personally, I would like to be able to turn on the television, but uh, as long as my refrigerator's Amen. running, yeah. then I'm, I'm satisfied. One thing to always consider is uh, power companies only go out to restore power yeah. when it's safe. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So, like, for instance, let's go to, say, last night. And it could have been a lot worse here in the Raleigh-Durham area than it was. And it, uh -huh. it we got a lot of rain. We got a lot of rain. But it, they were talking about it could have gone, you know, earlier in the day yep. through the night. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's just say there's there's damage down. Those guys can't sit there when it's just blowing 35. I mean, they, they're going to do the best they can, mm -hmm. but they have a safety code as well. Right. So right. there's that duration, just like we went through Hurricane Ian. Durham got just leveled, right? But the reason they were four days without power is because really technically the power company couldn't get started working until it was safe until it was safe right. which was a you know sure. 18 hours later so that's a good sense. point it yeah. makes sense all right we're going to continue with joel worsham of comfort first heating and cooling and we're going to examine 
the conceptual environmental impact of running your whole house generator to power your electric car. Is that green or is it or is it not? I don't know. I'm trying to trying to figure it out. Telephone number here, 919-860-9783. Call us right now. We'll give you a $25 gift certificate to Cape Fear Seafood Company. Come up with a question for Joel on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF. FM 98.5 AM 680. This is Making Your Home Great. Joel Worsham of Comfort First Heating and Cooling is here, along with Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant Barrier. What do you think, uh, Joel, the general manager of generators? You can say that. You can say that. I run the generator electrical division for Comfort First. Oh, that's boring. (laughs) (laughs) We need a better acronym. We need need a better nickname. All right. Joel, talk to me about the... uh, the, the, you've you've you figured out how big the thing is, mm-hmm. how big it needs to be for my needs in my home. Correct. At that point, is there a a bottleneck with getting the product, like getting the to the getting to the point of installing it? Well, usually it's a two to three week window. Yeah. By the time you close. The, the contract to the time of installation. That's actually pretty quick right now. Yeah, that yeah. is. There is some jurisdictions. We're not going to mention all of them, but there yeah. are some dis- jurisdictions that have a longer process that they have to go through to get a, a generator. So you could. Be, I think we should mention them and throw them under the bus. There see could if be, we can expedite this a little bit. I, I've got. No, it won't help. It won't help. No. <laughs> the two yeah. of you have to could, go into the office. They're it not could, listening. No, they don't it care. Could, it could be three months. Or better. Okay. Some, really? Yeah. Products are, are, we are very fortunate. We have never been without product. Uh, we've been fully uh, stocked. Uh, there's some special order yeah. size generators that are what we call built order yeah. generators. Those are, are nine months. Those are going to be for your small commercial, your super, super large home, your 7,000 square foot home. My, my house. Yeah. yeah. Those are, those are built <laughs> okay. to order. They're not an inventory uh, built sitting in a warehouse somewhere because we right. we give the specs to the manufacturer and then they build it how we want it. Got a phone call from Carlton in Fort Worth, Texas. How you doing, Carlton? Welcome to the show. You're on making your home great. I've uh, got a question for Joel. Yes. Sure. Uh, Joel, I've got a uh, about a sixteen hundred square foot home, flat foundation, and. Uh, our power goes out a couple of times a month, maybe for three or four minutes up to an hour. And then the big ice storm we had here in Texas uh, last year, which shut everything down for days and weeks. Uh, I'm not looking to get a whole home generator, but I want your suggestion on something that I could get that uh, uh, I could at least run my uh, heating system on in the wintertime or American insurance on, on, uh, during the summertime. Uh, I don't need a whole home system. Okay. Let me ask you a couple things. Is your heating source gas or electric? Like, is it a heat pump with heat strips? Yes. What size are the heat strips? Uh, I couldn't answer that question. Probably going to be a 10, 8 to a 10 kW range. So if you do load management technology, you could very easily do a 12 kW based on your square footage. Now, have in mind... That's going to give you 
a few lights. Uh, it's going to give you the ability to run your air conditioner with no problem. A 12KW Briggs & Stratton unit can run up to a 5-ton air conditioner. Uh, it will uh, give you the ability to run your, your heat strips if they're 8KW or less, uh, and that will give you emergency heating. Uh, and it will give you the ability to, to uh, have lights in your, in your Internet. Now, with that being said, you still need load management, and basically what load management is is time clock. They're a time clock staging device that's not going to hit the heavy appliances all at once. All right, we're going to pick up on this topic in just a moment. This is Making Your Home Great, FM 98.5, AM 680, WPTF, our number, 919-860-9783. Making Your Home Great, FM 98.5, AM 680, WPTF. FM 98.5, AM 680, WPTF. We are on Making Your Home Great with Joel Worsham of Comfort First Heating and Cooling, and Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant Barrier. You're from the uh, Fort Worth area, aren't you? I am from the Fort Worth area. You ever run into a fellow named Carlton? My yes, uh, that, that Carlton is my father listening oh, in boy. from back in Texas, and he's he's been asking me for a couple of weeks. You know when when Joel was coming back on the show because uh, he has been interested in trying to take some steps to hopefully prevent himself from being in one of those situations again. Yeah. You know, being he, without heat, that's tough. Yeah. He's he he was really. It's funny he was actually poking at the same idea that we were we started the show with which is that portable generator you know eh, what's the difference between the best portable generator and the whole house generator and Joel makes the point that yeah. you might as well go ahead and get the whole house with the safety I mean uh, um I I want to say uh, I'll tell y'all a story Yeah it doesn't have a very good ending. I have a um, a customer, bless her heart. Um, they were during an ice storm, yeah. And her husband went outside to get the portable generator fired up because they were without power, and he had a massive uh, stroke, try, a heart attack, trying to start it and lug mm. it, hit the heavy generator himself, and right. he passed away. And so after that, she uh, was scared to death of messing with that generator herself and yes. so we installed a whole home generator for her right and it's been the the best thing for her because uh, she has lost power on a regular basis and we we see it we watch it we give her that that uh that sense of security that we're, we're the eyes in the sky now my whole point of it is you know you, everybody can do what they want but safety and investment of peace of mind the whole home generator or a automatic transfer switch type generator mm -hmm. safer uh you have less risk of uh, uh of carbon monoxide if it's installed correctly uh getting into your home right uh, but the most important thing is if you're without power and you're in a massive power outage yeah that gas station down the street is probably going to be without power now you're only yeah. your five gallon jug of gas on a portable generator yes you can Probably go six hours on that five five uh, gallon gas, uh, but you're just running maybe your refrigerator and a few lights. What I'm talking about is when are you if you've got uh, uh, devices or pieces of equipment that need to be running all the time for the safety of your home or your health, mm -hmm. uh, or you're traveling and you want your home protected, 
that's when you need an automatic generator. Absolutely. Right. Well, in most cases, um, and and please correct me if I'm wrong, um, but these whole house generators, you you can set these up on on monthly payment plans. Yes. And in most cases, my understanding is it's it's less than a couple of hundred dollars a month. The average cost of our generators is uh, usually about one hundred and twenty-five to one hundred and forty-five dollars a month, and I mean, that's, that's a large. Bad. That's, that's a twenty-six kW generator. Yeah, that's now, not bad at all. You can get a twelve kW generator if it will meet your needs for an average around ninety-five to one hundred and five dollars a month. No kidding. You know, and I've I've got customers that have mentioned to me before. They're like, "Well, you know, I I won't buy a house that doesn't have a whole house generator. Or if I buy one." And it doesn't have that. I have it put in immediately because I'm from Wisconsin, yeah, or I'm from Jersey. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm from an area that that we ran into this problem so often. I've learned from that, and I I refuse to not have one moving forward. So right. people ask, does that increase the value of your home? And 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 what I tell them is, look, it doesn't necessarily increase the value. What it does is, is it gives it a feature that stands out from the other houses that mm-hmm. these customers are looking at. Yeah. It uh, gives you peace of mind knowing, well, this one already has a whole house generator. Mm-hmm. It's a good one. It was installed a few years ago. Uh, I personally think they do. I think they add value, maybe not monetarily, but it definitely from uh, well, uh, There was a new study done this summer, and it's always been told to us and, and that a generator installed in your house does not necessarily – bring equity up in your house but you will get your investment out of it when because you have it i think mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. now is there's been a some study and research done this year that if you have a whole home generator with a, a long-term warranty and the warranty is still valid and the equipment is still under its it's a you know warranty time yeah that it does bring equity to your house now the difference between our generators and other generators is some warranties are transferable from homeowner to homeowner because the warranty is based on the the uh, extended program that that manufacturer may be offering. Yeah. The difference between Briggs and Stratton, it doesn't matter if Brock Edmonds installed it in his house and then put his house up for sale five years from now, the warranty is with the unit. The warranty is based on the model number and serial number. Oh, yeah. So it's a 10-year parts, 10-year labor, full coverage warranty. So it wow. doesn't matter if it's Brock or Dave that owns it. It doesn't matter if you right. wrap it up and give it to your neighbor after you move. It's still the warranty. It's right. still the product. You know, it's interesting that it's a 10-year warranty and not based on runtime. Yeah. Right? Because there are some places where it might only kick on once a month, if that. And there are some, it will run a lot more than that. So it's interesting that they give it a, a broad warranty instead mm-hmm. of one that's limited to runtime. There is manufacturers out there that they claimed and they advertise and they off you know they offer free 10-year warranty or right. free seven-year warranty or free whatever extended warranty have but if you actually break it down and it's an insurance program yeah uh if you don't have that extended program then all your components are not covered by the same value of the warranty yep where Briggs and Stratton is, it's everything under that shell, everything under that roof. It's yeah. a ten-year parts, ten-year labor warranty. They can offer that because it's built really well. We were just talking. Well, what's the motor? You wrote it, it down over it's there. It's based on the, the it's based on the model. Now we have some six-year units. Yeah. Okay. But they're the same cost as the ten-year units. Yeah. So right. why do I want to even? Right. right. That would be the nine the nine ninety three Vanguard uh, Briggs and Stratton. Well done. Yeah, nine ninety three Vanguard. There you go. <laughs> <That's one. laughs> 
folks, Big if box. you want if you want a good coffee maker, ask for the 993 Vanguard. <laughs> Actually, you know, it's funny because I was thinking of a coffee maker. When, when Carlton called it the whole idea, he wants to be comfortable mm-hmm. when the lights go out, when there's absolutely no power to his house, okay? You don't – some of this, you know, off-the-shelf stuff, yeah, you can – Get yourself, keep your meat in your refrigerator and make your coffee, but that's about it. Yeah. Well, listen, we installed a generator in uh, Lake Norman. Yeah. Uh, down in Charlotte. And it was a, it was, a, it was a funny story at the time, but it was a 5,000 square foot house. Yeah. And it has everything gas in the house gas water heaters, gas heat, mm-hmm. gas oven, nice. gas stove. I mean, nice. perfect setup. And so I'm sitting there thinking, okay, we can do a 20, 26 kW, whatever, and do your right. whole house. And the lady said, oh, no, no, no. You know, it's got a boat dock right down there. <laughs> she said, listen, all I want is my main floor yeah. and my coffee pot. I mean, she, that she, is, she, knows, she, was she knows her priorities. She said, I don't cook. She said, I don't have anybody living with me in this house. It's just me. Yeah. I don't care about the upstairs, downstairs, basement. She said, I just want my main floor. And my coffee pot, and of course my refrigerator, and so we put a 12kW in there for. Her. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, she well, wanted her, her murder. She wrote and her coffee. Just let her, let her, and, let her have it. I, you know, and she's got everything else running on gas. That's the so, way to go. I gave her a little more. You I, gave her a little bit. Yeah. I gave her air condition on 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 the main level. There you I go. gave her heat on the main level. I gave her I gave her full house for her alarm system because I pointed it out to her. I said. Is, does your house have an alarm system? Does your house have internet? Does yeah. You, oh, yeah, yeah. I said, do, do you want to get your car out of the garage? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah you start asking those questions. <laughs> it, it, uh-huh. And I said, well, I can do that. I can do that with a 12, and we can still keep the investment low. There right? we go. But worth your while. This makes sense. We're talking to Joel Worsham of Comfort First Heating and Cooling and Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant Barrier. Joel, are, are the people who's houses are you know are getting this customers who are calling you up are they typically middle class or are they 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 have half million or 300 three quarters of a million dollar house i bet it's all over the board it's all over the board i bet so i have generators that are i mean most of the customers that call us are thinking of generators is because of a health need and so that's going to be your above 60 retired right living by themselves or it's just that they're thinking of the future that's right okay and um and then we have the working class joe that uh kids are at home during the day at night his wife's working second shift at the hospital or third shift he's working during the day so it's it's kind of like one of those things where he just wants to make sure his kids are okay. That's right. And so yeah. we did, you know, but he couldn't afford to stroke a check. So we did some financing yeah. and he's got a generator on a 1800 square foot house. You know, yeah. it's all over the place. It does. You don't have to be a multimillionaire. Yeah. You can be just like me. You can be a working guy. I pay oh, like the, my Hulu account mm-hmm. is 80 something dollars a yes. month. Yes. Right. Just to watch Hulu. Yeah. Okay. So. 120 bucks, 150 bucks for a whole house generator. So now I can turn the television on to watch Hulu. Right. Also right. Sound, sounds like a solid investment. Yeah, yeah I yep. don't know what I'm paying for Amazon, but 
the fact that we've got 12 people on the account that <laughs> might, might make things better you, for us. You want to talk about funny, I'll tell you a funny story. Is yeah. My two daughters were just in college. You know, my, my oldest just graduated in last year. Yeah. Uh, excuse me, year before last, and my youngest graduated last year. Congratulations. Wow. Thank you. You so made it. I made it. <laughs> but I was sitting there looking at my, my streaming accounts. Yes. Okay, yeah. My, my Netflix, my You Amazon. added it all together. <laughs> yeah. And I was sitting there looking at it, and I said, who are these other names on my account? <laughs> and what my what my girls did was they gave their names to their suite mates or to their uh-huh. apartment mates or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And so I got all these people on my account. Yep. I'm like, wait a minute. Yep. Who, is, who is Brenda Kay? Yeah. I, I don't What's have this a girl Brenda doing Kay? on there? All right. Joel Worsham of Comfort First Heating and Cooling, the uh, general manager of, uh, of generators uh, here at Making Your Home Great, uh, and uh, Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant Barrier. Our telephone number, 919-860-9783. Call right now will give you a $25 gift certificate to Cape Fear Seafood Company. But you got to have a question for either Joel or Brock on Making Your Home Great, FM 98.5, AM 680, WPTF. FM 98.5, AM 680, WPTF, Making Your Home Great. Telephone number 919-860-9783, 919-860-9783. Call and talk to Joel Worsham of Comfort First Heating and Cooling, or Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant Barrier, and I have a gift certificate for you. Brock, you you do, you, you've, I, I don't want to speak for you, but you put in sub pumps, don't you? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's one of the one of the line items that we can offer is a sump pump. I mean, sump pumps have got to run in clearly in rainy season. Yeah, you really want the sump pump working. If your power was knocked out because of a rainstorm, yeah. uh, look, the generator is a big deal, especially if you have a sump pump. Or if you're like me, I have a well. I mean, I my, oh, yeah. our our water is out yeah. of our well, so when we lost power, I go to turn the sink on and nothing happens. So it's not that we lost, just lost power; we lost water yeah. along with it. So there, there's a lot of things you 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 don't think about until you don't have it, and yeah. then you're like, God, I can't open the garage, I can't get my car out, can't get any water, mm-hmm. I can't turn on my air conditioner, my milk is going bad in the fridge. You know, I can go down the list all the things that happen. All the meat in the freezer. That's right. Is gone. And that is super, super expensive. So an average freezer, if it's fully stocked, you're looking at at least $2,000 to replace that in groceries. Uh, and what I've been told is some homeowner's insurance does not cover that. That's just a very, very uh, small step into getting that whole home generator, paying for something like that. When the lights flicker on and off, let's assume that Joel's not come by, are are my expensive electronics at uh, at risk still? You know, the, the, it used to be that there were uh, um, you'd have to plug in through a special outlet. GFI. GFI. Yeah, but, I mean. Well, you would always any any house, whether you have a yeah. generator or not. This day and time, you should have some type of surge protection on yeah. your house we always install a surge protection on every generator installation oh it is yes okay. that's included uh but whether you have a generator or not 
with the cost of electronics, everything having printed control boards, as right. simple as your range, uh, you need surge protection. Okay. Right. Um, <clears throat> so that is uh, there to benefit the, the electronics. Yeah. It's there to take the hit. Uh, you know, we all know what surge protection is because we have it plug strip behind our desk yeah. for our computer. Yeah. All the plugs in the bathroom, the kitchen. Right. Mm-hmm. But let's think about <laughs> that garage door opener. Yeah. That's $800 if you, if it gets hit with a surge. No. Yeah. That's minimum $800. Oh, yeah. I mean, you could yeah. probably buy it yourself and then do it. But if you're going to call a door company, it's $800. Wait, you yeah. need surge protection on that. $800 for a garage door? For the motor for the that motor. opens it, yeah. yeah. Minimum. Yeah, because they're, they're going to come out and install it, so yeah. they're going to charge you two, $300 just that, to come out there. That flat screen TV is two grand. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> this is the one, the, the, but the garage door, we don't have anybody involved in making your home great that does garage doors. No. Uh, maybe next week that'll be me. There you go. I'll go into garage doors because 800 to visit. You don't have to work very much. Well, that's to replace. Yeah, yeah I'd okay, say the fine. I'd say the door Sorry. motor is probably three hundred bucks, four hundred bucks, yeah. and then they're going to charge you three, four hundred to come out there and do it for you. Okay. I've seen it done. It's definitely not something. If you don't know what you're doing, don't try it. Yeah, it, that's one of those things. Don't it's try. It's simple it. to to do, but it's the tweaking that you got to have. That's experience right. At. That's right. All right, you say so. Telephone number nine one nine eight six zero nine seven eight three. Joel Worsham of Comfort First. Heating and cooling. The guy who really does know when the lights go out across the state because you've got a monitor system Yes, that's probably better than the power company. It's tied in with them. <laughs> when so, the lights go off yeah, all around the state, you know about generators starting up. Yes, we have a monitoring system. It's cellular and Wi-Fi. Yeah. Uh, it's connected to our generators. We can actually tell when your generators are exercising, when they're running, when you've lost power, when you have power restored. Uh, it is also connected and integrated with all power companies throughout the United States. So we yeah. can actually go in and hit an address and see if that customer has, an, has a generator in location, say in Wisconsin. Yeah. Um, we cannot access any information or any personal information or even function the generator remotely. We're just simply the eyes in the sky, and that that, that is important. Yeah, um, you know we're we're the eyes in the sky, so we get the notification if there's an issue. Uh, let's say you're running your generator. Let's say you haven't been running your generator. Let's say it's just been exercising, mm-hmm. and uh, let's say it just had a failed to start code. Right, you would never know because you're at work that your generator just threw a code on an exercise, and it was because. You know, the battery was too weak. Uh, and so we call you and we say, we just got a, an alarm. Yeah. Uh, can we run by your house today? Uh, yeah, come on by. I'm not home. You know, that's no problem. Generator's outside. We're going to work on it. And that's great. Yeah. It's just a it's a peace of mind. Right. It's, just a, it's just a benefit. It has no, no functionality as far as operations. Right. It's just a benefit. Think about how loud you're going to be laughing the first time. I mean, really, oh, yeah. really how it, it's going to impact you the first time you're sitting in your house and the power in the neighborhood goes out. Yes. And you have that 10, 15 seconds when you're like, oh, no, what are we going to do? And then it kicks on and you yep. start laughing out loud, just saying, I knew I made the right choice. An hour later, the neighbor has got his stakes. He's knocking on your door. He's, he's please put these in your freezer. <laughs> I would tell you about 50 percent of the time when we're installing a generator. Yeah. The next door neighbor walks over, gets our card. I bet. And within a few months, yeah. guess what? They've got one too. They're installing one too. Mm-hmm. 
Do you find that it's mostly in developments or there are a lot of rural customers also? Well, a lot of rural customers need a generator. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> more uh, necessity. Yeah, uh, it's ge- it's geographical. I mean, honestly, yeah. you, it's it's based on areas that are functioning with a lot of power outages. Yeah. Uh, whether it's rural or the city of Durham or down near the you know Fuquay Arena, it's it's certain areas that are just commonly people are getting frustrated just with the annoyance of yeah. a power outage that's forty five minutes long. Well, as you pointed out in the last break, Texas has turned into a big market for Huge you guys market. just because yeah. of the outages that they're having to deal with. One of the largest markets in generator uh, in the last year and a half. Is Texas. Is Texas? Texas. Is that right? Yes. How mm. about North Carolina? Are we doing all right around here? So, you look at a couple of facts. Before COVID, North Carolina was in the top five as far as power outages for emergencies or non-emergency purposes, whether hurricane storms or whatever. Generator market has just exploded. Sure. Okay. It has absolutely exploded since then. When you say the top five, you mean we're in the top five frequencies of power lights going outages. out? Yes. Oh, really? Yeah, it's not something to be proud of. No, well, no, it's because it's of our it's because of our weather climate. That's right. I mean, hurricanes really do a, a big stomping on that nice storms. Yep. And we got a lot of trees. We got yeah, a lot, a lot, lot of, of trees. down branches, down trees. You know, cuts off services in certain areas. And then we've got dead zones, as you pointed out. Sometimes certain areas they just get a lot of power outages. They just get a lot of. Power they seem outages. to always be wrapped up in the mix. Infrastructure constantly upgrading, construction right. constantly upgrading. Uh, and those annoying interstates, highways, bypasses, yep. Yep. all those power lines that are in there, they got to be moved. So they got to shut it down at some point. In time. Right. Well, you you right. find yourself, if you're in a car right now and you're driving down the highway or you're driving down a, a rural road or any road, look up and see how tall the trees are compared to where the power lines are. Yes. We get, you know, all this rain in an afternoon. And it softens up the ground, and the next thing that happens is the wind starts blowing. Yes. And that's why you're getting power outages. Yeah. To answer your question, most yeah. of our generators here this year have been in the city urban areas. They have. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Last year it was rural. Is that right? Okay. Yeah. And there's no pattern for it? No. No. All right. Joel Worsham of Comfort First Heating and Cooling. How do we get in contact with you? Gonna call nine one nine seven 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 one seven seven seven. You can go to uh, www.yourcomfortfirst.com. All right, and and people should not be put off when they go to yourcomfortfirst.com, and it's not a generator website. You scroll down. Scroll down, and there it is. List of services. List of services. They List do more services. than just one thing. That's right, uh-huh. and you have our reviews. Yeah, how you doing on the reviews? Five star. People like you? Yes, they love us. Uh, we don't we don't have a bad review. Generator Division, that is the one division we go above and beyond because here's the thing what people don't understand. It's the process of the generator installation, yeah. of how tedious it is, yeah. how long it is, how involved it is with local governments and power companies and all these spokes in the wheel that have to go together. And yeah. they're just in awe when the generator is in- installed. They're like, wow. I had no idea it was this involved. I wouldn't keep sending customers to Comfort First uh, if I wasn't getting just top-of-the-line feedback from them. But every single customer I've sent over to the, at least the HVAC department so far, every single one has come back and said, oh, my gosh, thank you so much. There are guys moving forward. Yeah. They're honest. They know what they're doing. 
how far away from the Raleigh area do you service? What's your territory? Right now we're covering from Boone all the way to Greenville, South uh, Greenville, North Carolina. Mm, that is a pretty big area. That is the generator division. Wow. That is the generator division. Is there some other company that's over there on the? No, the, it's all out based out of this office here. Yeah, everything comes out of our our Sanford office. Nice. Uh, that for the generator division, we all work in one office. And uh, but you got to understand the reason why our footprint is that large. Yeah, is not everybody has generators. It's not like the HVAC market where you can have yeah. two thousand customers in a square mile. You know, you, yes. you. It's hard to find someone local that can get it done, get it done quickly, use the right equipment. And, and make sure to pull up. Now, a, a quick question. I know we're in the last minute here. Yeah, yeah. Permit process. Yes. Is it a one-time visit, or do they only, do they visit at the end of the install, or is it a multiple visit during the process of install? Depending on jurisdiction. Yeah, okay. It's going to be a multiple inspector visits, yeah. multiple inspectors. All right. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, sometimes zoning. It, it's. Uh, That's why it takes a, a little multi- bit of time. Yeah. Got it. We try to streamline it as best as we can because I'm all about efficiency. Yep. And I want my guys to be there when that inspector shows up with the homeowner. Nice. It's just more professionalism. But, you know, at the end of the day, you do have to get all that done, how they want it done. That's right. All right. And these are attractive units, and they look just like, you know, like another heating. They look small. Yeah, they're like a trunk on the end of your bed, but they're in a nice gray yeah. cabinet. Kind of looks like a, 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 a mini split yeah. compressor. Yeah. Just all a right. little bit bigger. All right, we got to go, gentlemen. Thank you. Joel Thank you. Worsham of Comfort First Heating and Cooling and Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant Barrier, making your home great.